Australian. Yes, he is Australian. Yeah. And welcome to the Tech Raptor Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got someone drinking Fosters right here, right now, live That's on the all show. they drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, we, we know Australians don't drink Fosters, right? Isn't that right? So it's the I've heard. joke we ever played on the world <laughs> yeah. is that we drink Fosters. I've been to I've been to excellent pubs in the UK and they have Fosters on tap and I just <laughs> laugh and order myself another cider. <laughs> Amazing. Hi, I'm Robert, your features editor at Tech Raptor. Andrew Rotten, editor in chief. Rutledge Doggett, site founder. Andrew Stretch, Vault Editor. Vault Editor. We have mm-hmm. an interesting uh, podcast for you today. We're going to talk about all the Bethesda games. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them. Like the ones you think of when you think of a Bethesda game. Because yeah. Specifically, we're going to be talking about Bethesda developed games, not just Bethesda published games. Yeah, Bethesda yeah. game studios. You know, you know, the good ones that they publish, we're going to talk about the bad ones that they make. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, gonna, we're talking about Skyrim and all of its flavors. That's basically what we're talking about here. Um, and I feel like I, I was chatting with, with everyone here about it before the pod. I feel like we're on a road trip right now and I have mm. two paths in front of me. One of them, it's like that meme with the, the two castles. One's like pretty and the other one's spooky. And like one of them is like Bethesda's good and the other one is Bethesda's bad. And I'm just going to let everyone here decide which way we're going. So you can find out by listening to this episode. And if you like what we do here, uh, we would really appreciate if you hit subscribe, you hit the like button if you're on YouTube, leave us a review, whatever platform you're listening on, and then comment down below which one, which Bethesda-developed game is your favorite, and maybe you can, we'll let you know throughout this show what we, uh, what we think of that, that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think we can start, I actually, I want to start here. Stretch, how come you've only played like 70 minutes of Skyrim? Is that about right? Yeah, so, yeah, we, we you know, we talk about what pod, uh, what podcast plans we're going to do, and the idea of Bethesda developed games came up, and I said, "Oh, that's a really cool idea. I look forward to that discussion." But I'm really not going to be able to contribute much because I've only really played Fallout Three, Fallout Four, and about seventy minutes of Skyrim. <laughs> so, uh, I I first played and only ever really played Skyrim on the 360. Um, when it when it came out on that, or when I picked it up on that, um, immediately just the world didn't really grab me. I I probably would have dropped the game in about twenty or thirty minutes, but I played long enough to get the dragon shouts because there was connect functionality with Skyrim <laughs> for the Xbox 360 <laughs> that. That you could hold down a button and then say the dragon shout. And that was really fun. Um, And then I just, you know, I kind of looked around, you know, had already had already spent an hour or two in there and I didn't really understand anything that was happening. What was the point of where I was going Um, in like I've, I've watched more speed run and mod related content of Skyrim. So I have a much better idea of what's going on but i think that there's a there's a tendency for a lot of games to front load you with so much info and this was just one that everything got front loaded and my eyes kind of like glazed over uh and i just never never returned <laughs> i kind of get that i i mean the everyone knows the infamous uh the the ride to helgen meme right i would just like the screen fades out from black and it's like oh you're awake right um but i think it kind of stuck because of it is it is kind of a like it's fun once but every time you do it again if you don't have it modded right it's like mm, it's kind of boring yeah yeah go off <laughs> I'm, just, I mean, I'm just waiting for Otten at this point the same like... shit as oblivion hey i'm in a prison oh hey there's the king or whatever hey it's patrick stewart oh he's dead Oops, it'll do that again. Are there any again. normally there's like one or two very large vocal cast member in in a in a Bethesda developed game. They had Skyrim with oh they had Oblivion with Patrick Stewart. Who was Fallout, killed immediately. Mm-hmm. Fallout three had uh Liam Neeson. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's your father in that. Were there any others that were just like 
inexplicably inexplicably strange like huge characters what was it wasn't charles martinet he's in skyrim parthenox or parthenox i ever say his yeah. name. he's it's the kind of, main dragon uh, guy it's kind of his breakout role you know that's what he's most yeah for. <laughs> yeah he plays a dragon in it i mean beyond that like there's not that many like in skyrim there's not that many characters that have a ton of screen time either it's it's pretty scattered um across the different areas compared to oblivion or some mm-hmm. of the others yeah. Not just yeah, the Stormcloak's leader guy. Yeah. yeah. They, do, they do have the same about like 12 to 18 voice actors, though, for all 500 <laughs> NPCs. <in this area. laughs> uh, yeah. every, every blacksmith has the same voice, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. He's like, a, it's like Nurse Joy, that all of them are cousins <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, they're all related. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think, but right. You're, I you're. So I didn't get into Skyrim at all, but. Fallout 3 for the PC, I have 100% completed. Um, and yeah. Fallout 4, like I got pretty one. far into as well. And then, ironically, like, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to talk about it because it's it's not a Bethesda uh, published game. But, like, played a shit ton of Fallout 3, shit ton of Fallout 4. I, I didn't really get into New Vegas. <laughs> mm. Which I know is just, like, everything that I'm spouting is the incorrect opinion to have on on bethesda developed games how dare you i mean yeah new New vegas is probably the best non-bethesda bethesda game game. (laughs) because like it's it definitely perry in it oh did it oh yeah he's fucking benny right or bennett yeah um but no it's probably one of the best ones i mean the bones of it still feel very bethesda like all the systems are the same right but Mm -hmm. but then they have like you know they make actual good games yeah, over there at Obsidian. With factions and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, right, you're like, the, you're the arguably the biggest Bethesda Game Studios fan. No fucking surprise with Mr. Elix over there. But, you know. <laughs> I mean, I just have a, a specific type of game I like, and that's, you know, open world kind of branching options Thanks. on what you can do, a lot to explore, and, uh, you know, Morrowind was probably Morrowind was my first Bethesda game uh, on Xbox because I was perusing Costco as one will will do from time to time and came across it and ended up grabbing it that day. Um, just saw the cover with the weird little bug things. I was like, this looks neat. Picked it up, ended up putting I don't even know how many hours in and that was pre achievements. So, Wow. Um, nothing but pure will to get you through this one yeah and I, I can't remember what the number was but like if you wanted to walk from one end of Morrowind to the other you first of all you could and second of all it'd be like 20 hours of walking um i mean that was to me i mean that was the biggest game i'd played at that point in terms of scope um and it was well crafted. I really like the RPG systems in that one. Um, probably out of all of them, just the way that it kind of functioned. One hundred percent agree with you on Morrowind. Yeah. Morrowind is the peak. Morrowind oh, is wow. fucking nails tough though, yeah. um, like brutally hard. Um, you you need to be safe scumming basically yeah. consistently throughout that. <laughs> um, otherwise, you're just gonna get absolutely yeeted. Um, oh, yeah. And I, mean, I think that was the appeal for a lot of people too, was just kind of the difficulty as well as everything you could do in it. Yeah, because I feel like that's usually the big pull for a lot of these Bethesda games. I mean, they're they're infamous, right? For it's like that mountain over there, you can climb it, right? Yeah. Not just ten planets, up, but... but a thousand planets, right? It's like it's like it's all about the scale that I feel mm-hmm. like is what these games are really, really big into. <laughs> Uh, like even even with Fallout Three, like the Capital Wasteland, if I remember right, it was really big about like the size of how big the world is, right? And I, I think that's one of the big draws when it comes to these kind of games. Whether that's good or bad, I think depends on on your taste. <laughs> well, I mean, what's interesting too is like Morrowind is the only one that did not have a fast travel system too, and it was no, but you had ways well, to get around quickly. You had ways to get around, but yeah. it just wasn't. It's not like oh, I visited this before. I yeah, didn't click on go it there. Yeah, uh, those were pre the days that was really a mechanic in anything that I could think of. 
at that time. Morrowind yeah. is Morrowind's pretty old. Yeah, I mean, that was now. pretty early stages open world games too. Uh, Morrowind is by far their most interesting game. As the most, oh, as yeah. the weirdest fucking mechanics going on. It's all kinds of crazy ass fucking spells that you can do weird, like uh, so much stuff in that game. Yeah, um, that's just bonkers. Mm. Uh, they're like, you know what? All that fun stuff, we're not doing that again. We're stripping that all out. And it's like, oh, all right, I guess. <laughs> like, so it's like World of all the best stuff. Well, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, Morrowind was. If you just go read about, like, or even watch some gameplay, you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, this game at win, because uh, they just it was just a lot of crazy things. You can get creative with the spells and how like modify. It was nuts. It's a pretty mm. pretty crazy game uh, for the time period. And then they threw it all away for Oblivion. And then they made Oblivion one uh, one of the wor- worst major AAA games I've ever played in my life. Please, wow. please, you've got to remember that they threw it away for IHRA Professional Drag Racing 2005 <laughs> <laughs> and IHRA yeah. Drag Racing Sportsman Edition Sports- in 2006. Well, then 2006 when Oblivion. Oblivion came out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oblivion is one of the most god-awful creations ever made. When it comes wow. to RPG games, is criminal scum. That that's about the only meme it's worth having out there. Yeah. Um, the writing is bland. The combat, I'd rather shove a knife in my eye. <laughs> it's terrible. The one DLC uh, was pretty decent. Uh, where you went into well, the people always talk. I never played that, but they liked. It. What was it? The the I can't uh, remember the name of it. I played it a couple of years ago. People when did I like that a lot. It's just yeah, all the the nine from and the, it's yeah. shivering Isles, right? Yeah. Shivering Isles. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. I liked that more so than yeah. the base game. I remember they hype up these oblivion gates and you go in there like, oh, this just sucks. This blow. Um get through that as quickly as possible. They're terrible. There's they're just boring. Like, let me go up this spiral. There might be some dude in there, and then you go out, and that's mm-hmm. it nothing happens in there it's like oh okay that was i'm glad i went in there um <laughs> cool got another danger heart yeah woo and that's that's just kind of the vibe of the game i don't mm-hmm. know no well i think i i only played like an hour of oblivion like i got out of the prison and i was like i'm gonna leave this prison of a game as well and i kind of stopped there yeah uh, awesome. but i played a lot of i think i probably clocked in over like 200 hours in skyrim at this point at least um Ugh, a lot gross. of it i know like my first playthrough of it was through ps3 uh and then you know you get mm. all like the memory leak on the ps3 was super bad and then you can't see through water anymore which is great um so then i bought it on pc and then uh mods etc you know the if you've modded skyrim once you know the rest right like that's a whole mm-hmm. fucking thing you're gonna spend 300 hours modding it and then one hour playing it right um but from my memory of vanilla Skyrim and kind of just the bones of all of these creation engine games is there's there's a lot of um, things where you feel like the game wants you to make an impact on the world. Uh, like when you become the Archmage, right, in Skyrim, things like that, where it's like, this is important. You've done something that other NPCs should recognize. And it never really felt um, fulfilled. You know, it felt like they recognize it in a way that it's like, you know, they're running a check through their coding and it's like Archmage true. The ergo, hello, Archmage. And that's it. You know, like, yeah, it, it didn't quite feel as great as it could. Yeah. I know it's like hard to do in a game this big, right, where there's so many options to go with. But it is something that always oh. stood out to me. Yeah, I think the only like impactful decision you could make in Skyrim was the Stormcloaks or Imperials, and that would have an impact on what the cities looked like. Um, that was it. I mean, everything else was kind of hit or miss for the most part. I do think that Skyrim from a kind of branching perspective was far better than Oblivion. Um just in like being able to collect the Daedric weapons, like stuff like that was more impactful um, or gave you more interesting things to do, I guess. Mm. Like that's, the one Daedric weapon, always... you had to get somebody to follow you and then you had to murder them on an altar. Like 
that's, that's pretty specific. Yeah. That's always been the way that Skyrim has been described to me is that it is just so broad, but it is so shallow. Yes. Um, yeah. And that like, yeah, there's a, there's a shit ton of stuff to do that you'll like start at step one and get to step three. But if you're someone who's looking for like a started one, it branches at step four, you've got some more branches at step eight and then it finishes at, you know, step 12. That like that is the thing that I've I've heard will not come up as much in uh, in Skyrim. That and something about every single cave you go into, you'll end up at some underground city. That's also something that I always hear. Kinda, mostly a few of them. Yeah, (laughs) I think it just feels so starkly contrasted with Baldur's Gate, which I think has just been on the minds of everyone recently because of you know it's just this big RPG where all of your choices really do feel like they matter you know and it like actually impacts your world both immediately and 80 hours later in act three uh and then you look at skyrim and it's it doesn't i mean yeah i know it's it's a what 12 years old now right so older tech and all yeah yeah it's also different what people want out of it so my big problem with them um is that you know you get these sandboxy games that's really what skyrim is it's not necessarily you can say rpg sure but it's more of a sandbox game to me um and that's what people get the enjoyment out of it but my problem with that is that they don't give you that many tools to engage with the world really like the fact that i can attack any npc or whatever okay cool but it still like it doesn't have an impact or like doesn't really do anything in the end. A lot of times, just like oh that guy's just gone now, uh, more or less. He's just not. Yeah. You can't talk to him anymore. Um, and so a lot of the fun people have is the unintentional stuff that goes in like some kind of weird bug or they figure some shit out that like obviously they wasn't designed to do. Um, and that's my problem with their games. I think that's fine that people find those 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 areas of fun but it's like well obviously bethesda didn't make that happen you know what i mean in a way like Mm -hmm. just because their game is fucking jank and they they do allow a lot of freedom to like do whatever you want more or less even though it doesn't impact anything in the grand scheme um that's what creates those moments for people not something that they allowed you to do when you compare it to something like Tears of the Kingdom now, which is very big sandboxy, they give you a fucking ton of tools that they've obviously crafted very specifically, but allow an incredible amount of freedom and creativity as a player. Um, obviously, it's a kind of unfair to compare it to that, but like that's the difference of like it's intentional versus unintentional to me, um, and a lot of craft and character mechanics where, uh, as Stretch was saying, it's very, very wide but very uh, shallow. In, of a game and a lot of the games are that way um because so even extend it to the combat system like oblivion to skyrim combat didn't really change and at all more or less it's basically the same thing yeah uh and it kind of blows <laughs> it sucks i think the main difference is the skill system between the two yeah. probably is that yeah. you know you have the constellation upgrade or whatever mm-hmm. that lets you um kind of tweak like, oh, I'm more axes than swords or whatever, and it kind of lets you cater your gameplay that way. Um, for me, I think the reason why I like most of the games as much as I do is just the exploration, just wandering around, doing whatever the fuck I want. Like, uh, you know, I think the best example is probably Whiterun in Skyrim. There's that mm. kid that's just a piece of shit, and sometimes you just got to hit quick save murder him a couple times and then reload back and everything's fine you gotta yeah yeah no that's 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 healthy behavior (laughs) (laughs) listen you should Um, talk me enough times oh it's true there's got to be consequences Mm -hmm. oh we all are in trouble oops he's gonna he's gonna (laughs) quick save in video games sorry i guess i should Uh clarify that one not going on like a murdering spree I mean, when I think of Fallout, I, I kind of feel in a weird way, I kind of feel like Fallout's even more constricted to me than Skyrim in, in terms of that freedom and agency to like sandbox in the world. I don't know exactly. Fallout I think three. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, because I think part of it too is like Skyrim has the the fantasy magic aspect to it, which it helps it feel a little bit more like possibilities are open. But with Fallout, just guns basically. Yeah, and they have some interesting guns in there, but it's still, sure. I, I guess, it, I see it through the lens of like a shooter game instead of yeah, yeah, a magic mm-hmm. game. You know, that's fair. I think that's I think that's one of the reasons why I do enjoy Fallout more than I enjoy Skyrim. Uh, because I think even with Fallout 3's bad, bad gun combat, it is better than any level of good first-person melee combat. Because mm. I, I find in first-person melee combat in video games, um, yeah, you just end up kind of like spinning in a circle, like mashing the attack button um, yeah, and just hoping for a hit. It doesn't ever feel like mm-hmm. I've come away from this doing something good yeah, yeah. A, i've probably i've pro- it's probably the stats more that saved me than any skill in my circle strafing and mashing the attack yeah. key. The, or you spend nothing. 20 hours leveling up blacksmithing Darn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay there's enough. first person melee uh, combat has not really been done super well in anything yet like chivalry and stuff like those kind of style games are probably the closest to make it interesting yeah for honor that kind of stuff but yeah i think that's just a general problem with it yeah it's it's a hard one to make interesting because literally all you're doing is hacking someone to death Mm -hmm. so like how do you make that interesting at the end of the day and i think that is like that is definitely probably i mean i'll agree with stretch on that i think the gun combat definitely creates variety especially if you, you throw the vat system in yeah um your aimbot which is basically the same as skyrim's like hey you shot at something i'm now gonna zoom in and watch the arrow fly mm-hmm. um hey cool you were shooting at a dragon i hit a bunny that's probably my favorite skyrim it's kind of clip. The, <laughs> i wonder whether a vat system would make skyrim feel better to me in the way that like you know, there was there was a certain level of strategy with vats, and like, an, you know, it almost turns a questionable shooting system into a interesting RPG system. That it's all like percentage based, and like, okay, well, this shot's gonna be shit. So how about I move in closer, or I can even like jump up above them and then you know, quick quick into vats. Um, you know, in the same way that someone might reposition themselves or try to come at something more strategic in like an XCOM. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there was in Skyrim, like I'd like to have a better chance at removing this person's leg with my sword. Yeah, that could be pretty cool. I think, I mean, I think with, with VATS, it's just a holdover of, um, of fallout originally being more of a strategy game, right? Mm-hmm. Than like a shooter. That and like fallout's gunplay, is fairly inaccurate sometimes and so that was kind of that was the crutch for for that system being annoying i think in skyrim though specifically it's so easy to get overpowered like if you max out blacksmithing and enchanting yeah yeah, like essentially that was my last playthrough of skyrim was i maxed all of that maxed every piece of equipment i could and i was just one-shotting everything so like (laughs) You can min-max the hell out of it, and that's kind of probably why they didn't put it in there because it was already pretty easy to just shit on everything. So I've got a question for everyone here. Uh, We we have talked both good and bad about Skyrim, yet it is a game that has been re-released like at least 10 times, legitimately at least 10 times in the past 12 years on different platforms it's on alexa it's on fridges right it's got a lot of cultural staying power whether we want to or not and Mm -hmm. like we've kind of laid out here it's not like skyrim is the most unique game necessarily like you know we've been saying it's kind of similar to oblivion in a lot of ways and like it has a lot of comparisons you can make to fallout yet skyrim kind of reigns supreme right now it's like synonymous with the bethesda brand at this point I don't know. Is there, is there something timing? To, you think so? It's time. It's the 11, 11, 11. It was the. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's fair. I, it, just, it, it came at the right time. 
before open world games really got exhausting. And so a lot of people still look fondly on it. And because now it's like you throw a stone and you hit an open world game, right? For better or for worse. Some of them good, some of them bad. But it was kind of one of the, after Oblivion, kind of one of the ones that came at the perfect time during the, is towards the end of the life of the Xbox 360. So that, that console had already saturated the market. It was on PC. Um, I think just from a timing and, and, height of gaming perspective it just came at the right time yeah i think uh another big part of it is um it's the first it was the first i mean there were others i mean bethesda themselves made uh big ones of big like fantasy open world rpg kind of games because at that point all people had were your crpgs and stuff which are not bad i mean like Baldur's gate 2 and all them were already out uh had been out for a while at that point Um, well, Dragon Age comes out after Oblivion. Before, um, let me see, I have that written down as an example. It's like 08 or 09 for Origins, right? Yeah, it comes out before Skyrim. Um, but I think another thing that Skyrim had going for it is, uh, as opposed to something like Oblivion, which is pretty comparable in terms of it's this big open worldy, um, fantasy thing, is that. Uh, gaming was a lot bigger and steam in particular was a lot bigger since 2006 steam was nowhere near as popular or synonymous with gaming as it was in 2011 i don't know what the pc sales are versus the other stuff but i imagine that helped with it particularly because that's where the mods were living and stuff like that was steam i think that's a big part of it and uh i think that when you can nail some simple design like the Dragonborn thing and having, you know, a Fusroda that you can throw everywhere with a song, like that marketing is is killer kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that was a big part of it because everybody was talking, like the Dragon Shout was like all over the fucking place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before and there were so many out. different ones too yeah. that you could do that were kind of fun. You know, when you're sneaking, you could throw your voice, like stuff like that you couldn't do. Yeah, so that was all big stuff. Uh, but I do think that a big thing was the rise of stuff like like Steam and, and getting bigger outside of the console market and just gaming in general getting way fucking more popular. Yeah, I mean, to talk about, to, to use Dragon Age Origins, you know, that was a, a, a first entry, first entity that this also, you know, we... It, it goes by Skyrim. We only ever really call it Skyrim, but you know, it also had all of the predecessors, the people who were so hyped for Morrowind that True. ended up getting into Oblivion, Oblivion, and now they're looking yeah. at Skyrim and sh- seeing, holy shit, that looks great because the game, yeah, the yeah. game did look great. Yeah, for that era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was. That's that's a good point too. That's the fifth game of a series. Mm-hmm. Had going for it. Though I do wonder now today how many people who are Skyrim fans that have never touched any of the others just because probably a good amount. Yeah. I feel like Skyrim just has that that pull to it, that magnetism, you know, where it's like yeah. has a lot of people's entry points. Well so now I think it's kinda like a it's kinda like a Mona Lisa thing now. It's famous yeah. for being famous. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like, like like Skyrim is a is its persona three kind of thing. Like there are a whole bunch of games before it, but like this is where people start nowadays. Yeah, while they're going back to number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you'll have a hard time getting uh, today's gamers to go back to Morrowind. In terms Morrowind of, is very weird. That's yeah. why they modded it into Skyrim. <laughs> that's right? fair. That's fair. Morrowind is a bizarre yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's also it's less handholdy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely um, I think that's the big yeah. differentiator. You heard it here first. Rut thinks that modern gamers are babies that need their yeah. handheld. <laughs> Look at fucking Raid Finder and Wow. Uh, um, hey, well, you don't have to make friends to raid. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be salty about that one for forever the, uh, because that was what ruined Wow for me. Uh, mm. Now, Morrowind came from a time, yeah, like where you get your um, 
your point and clicks where it's just or like this text adventure where you just have to figure shit out and like type stuff or those point and clicks where you just have a here's your like 20 fucking actions like figured out fucker yeah. like <laughs> kind of yeah. thing it really was like there's no guidance of any kind and they just gave you this these fucking weird systems in Morrowind to do what do whatever with that's what like speed runs with it are like like minutes because oh, really? you can you can basically like teleport yourself across the map find the big bad and fucking try to ki- like kill him and stuff like that like immediately because of the fu- fu- weird fucky way you can get with the systems um it's it's such a unique game I re- if, if people don't know much about about it it's a and you're interested in like game history kind of stuff like it, it's it stands out it is a crazy unique game. It is like if you like Brett said, if you go try to play it now, it's fucking ugh, it'd be rough. You're gonna be you're gonna start, you're like, why is this rat fucking kicking my ass? <laughs> <laughs> like Dude, you I started out, go back like six months ago and I was like, fuck me. You start it's out like, the game and you're just getting fucking bodied by a rat. Like what what the the fuck? Fuck? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like even like the little fucking crabs. Yeah, you fuck your shit up. Like, yeah, I guess it's the just the weird, like how the stats are set. Like, it's like, it's yeah, it's a funny, it's a weird game though. Very, it's too bad that they 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 toned a lot of that weirdness down the more you get into the games. Yeah, I was gonna it, say like, it, it made doesn't it sound more like engaging Mm-mm. too because like you are you are invested in whatever yeah. build you're making. Whereas yes. a lot of common games these days, it's like, oh, I'm a mage and I'm a fighter. Yeah, and you have just a, you know, a slight variation or a little flavor. Yeah, like you, uh, you had to decide at the start of Morrowind what your build was going to be and you had to fucking stick to it. Yeah. Yeah, Skyrim's totally not that, right? You could, you could kind of do whatever. You can do a mid-career, you know, swap to whatever you want to uh, do. Assassin Warrior, fine. baby. It's crouching uh, through a full plate armor. <laughs> I wonder as well, because around that time, probably like the 2011, you know, talking about like the weirdness of of Morrowind and Oblivion and stuff, like, you know, being a nerd, playing video games, knowing about Tolkien would be the things that you'd get like bullied about and stuff, or, you know, you'd be seen as an outcast in society kind of thing. Um, I don't but, know about that point. I mean, Lord of the Rings had just had come out not super long before that and was hugely popular. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The movie. I'm, I'm more meaning that, you know, whether Skyrim's popularity and its staying power is also in all the people who, when Oblivion came out, might have not even considered playing a video game because mm-hmm. they weren't nerds. They weren't gamers. Sure. Why would they pick something up? And now it's like, oh, it's this big fantasy adventure. Lord of the Rings has just come out. That's cool. Maybe I'll try this out. And whether, you know, that's a gateway drug. I mean, that was also kind of the period when sentiment towards gaming was shifting as well. Yeah. People were seeing the the size and scope of the gaming industry and starting to think, oh, maybe this isn't for basement dwellers, right? I think that was when it really started to become more mainstream. We got got to give a lot of credit to the Wii on that front. Yeah. Uh, with how, <laughs> that's fair. To be fair, I mean, honor that's Wii genuinely. Uh, it, it got it, everybody, everybody, all grandparents, all parents had a Wii in their house. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there was one. And it might, uh, if you, some of your grandparents probably still have it on the shelf next to the TV somewhere. Yep. It might even be plugged into the TV still. They they <laughs> might be playing Wii Wii Sports right now. It could be. Yeah. They could be bowling that, at that the moment. Game. Got to get that perfect <laughs> yeah. game. Uh, exactly. We bowling might be a perfect game. It no, it is. <laughs> all right, you know, let's throw all this Bethesda shit out there right now. Let's talk about we bowling. Let's talk about we sports. Yeah. Um, one thing I noted when I was looking up stuff for this that I thought was interesting, as I so I guess part of what I don't like I've said what I don't like about with these Bethesda games a lot is there's a lack of direction and a lack of intentionality to what they do a lot, which I don't. Which, whatever, I want to engage with something that they've crafted, not like, here's just a fucking thing, do whatever, a lot of times. And not, especially when they don't put a lot of thought. Well, it's, they do put a lot of thought in the tools, but they don't give you a lot of stuff to creatively let you do shit with. Like, you it, uh, using uh, the dragon shot to blow someone off a fucking mountain is only funny so many times. Uh, it's funny, though. Speak for yourself. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
But one thing I noticed when I was looking at like the, when these came out, so 2011, everybody knows, obviously Skyrim. Uh, and if we're thinking about other big open world stuff, for some reason, Rockstar seems to fucking have their number. They're always out at the same time. 2010 was Red Dead Redemption, hugely influential and great open world game. Um, and 2006 was Oblivion, but 2005 was Grand Theft Auto San Andreas came out the year before. Uh, hugely influential open world game. Um, Fallout 3 was 2008. You know what else came out in 2008? GTA 4. Grand Theft Auto 4. Yeah. <laughs> 2008. And it's like, boy, and then Dragon Age Origins comes out the year after that. Um, I didn't look at Fallout 4. I don't, uh, what, yeah, that was 20... 2013. Right, twenty thirteen, five, yeah, it's right, sandwiched between like GTA five and like Witcher three, and yeah. like, <laughs> like so, like all this other stuff that's just like, man, this seems so much fucking better is coming out at the same time. Maybe that's part of it too for me. I'm like, there's so much other shit that seems to be crafted in a way that I at least I enjoy more. That's there's this um, design behind it where this is just like here's a we made a map and we put some people on it. There's Skyrim for you. So what, what you're saying is that GTA 6 is going to come out within a year. Uh, Elder, Elder Scrolls 6 will come 6. out at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's right. So we've still got at least seven years. Until Starfield's out. the anomaly. That's how we know this has got the best chance of being good. Is it the anomaly? This is the year that Tears of the Kingdom came out. Well, yeah, but no Rockstar. This year Yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost unfair. Uh, wait, wait, are we are we saying the best thing to happen to Bethesda Game Studios is GTA Online? Because now Rockstar's focusing on that, yes, and not really that's making. Right. <laughs> they're, they're... Guys, you're you're forgetting Red Dead Two Online. So, so is Rockstar. So is Rockstar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh... Well, walked into that one. <laughs> Uh, I have another, I have a, this line that I think I know what I meant by it, that I wrote to myself as a note. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, I said, yeah. we we laugh with other games, but we laugh at Bethesda games. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what I mean when I wrote that. <laughs> I mean, kind of, though. That, you know what I mean? It goes with the intentional versus unintentional stuff. We're like... When people, I remember seeing when Skyrim came out, it was popular to get the, um, to use uh, one of the like hill giant dudes or whatever to fucking hit something and launch something just fucking in the stratosphere. And again, like, is that something they intended? I'm sure not. Probably not. It's funny, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we're laughing at the game that does it. (laughs) And we're not, we're not, the game's not coming along with the ride with us as we laugh. We're like, (laughs) look at this fucking weird thing that it does. Yeah. Anyway, so that's another thing I was thinking about with Bethesda. Like, you're well, laughing I mean, at, at them. At the same time, in GTA 4, wasn't there that swing set car launch as well? There was. That people oh, sure. Were fucking around with. Yeah. <laughs> Anything the that's got some wild. sort of a physics engine yeah, at this yeah, point, yeah. like, you can do some crazy shit with it. Like, right, guaranteed. But- I think the difference there is like that swing set thing. You have to be very intentional about looking for it. Like most of the, you're, mm. there's no like campaign mission that's like use the swing set to yeah. play on the yeah. swings, right? Uh, um, but with Skyrim, I bet there's a much higher percentage of people who've gotten fucking launched by a hill giant. Oh, you're just gonna run into them, and they're probably gonna fuck your shit up the first few times you're fighting. Yeah, it's well, yeah. that's it. It was just a lot of like random weird shit happens to you. Mm-hmm. And those, and I mean, everybody knows about the creation engine, how fucking jank it is, um, and weird shit that it can allow. But, well, it does allow for a lot of mods too. And I think yeah. that's something I think those, we would be. Bethesda doesn't give credit for, but yes, anyway, go ahead. Yes. Uh, that's something we would be remiss, I think, in not talking, like having a moment to talk about in this, in this pod, right? Because yeah. there's a lot of people who will say, well, Skyrim is bad, but Skyrim with mods, that's yeah. good. Okay. Um, which I think brings up an interesting philosophical question of whether does that mean Skyrim is or is not good? Because if it allows for mods, is that what's good? Or is it bad because it needs the mods to be good? You know what I mean? I think it's good without think the it. mods. I think the mods just enhance the some of the problems or solve some of the problems mm. more than anything. Probably just think of it like like a nice, you know, a nice bowl of ice cream or something. And like ice cream is good, 
ice cream can sometimes be a little bit plain or chocolatey or a bit nuts. Um, but like, oh, you know, let's let's add some chocolate sauce to it. Yeah. Oh, let's you know put a sour gummy worm on there or something. Like you can you can do stuff to to mod it. Weird stuff with with the <laughs> mods to enhance it. Like it can be fine, but it can be great. <laughs> Just in toppings or mods, <laughs> well, ice cream yeah. mods. Yeah. I think Bethesda does get deserve a lot of credit for allowing the level of freedom with the mods that they have and supporting them. Hmm. Um, Console cheats too, just having those yeah. in their period. Yeah, like that's definitely a bygone era. Like, there's a lot of people that play game play games now. They're like, "What do you mean cheats?" It's like, "Yeah, remember that? You know the thing you had to buy pay for? We could just do that before." Game Shark, baby. Yeah, I mean, well, the I, trade off would be that you would have to go to a go to a bookstore and get a sketchy looking paperback book of yeah. 800 cheat codes across 30, 40 games. Yes. And you have That's to right. hope that one of the games that you have were great. There. Or, or you, you get a piece of paper and you write down the ones you want and then you yeah. fold that up and put it in the case <laughs> of your game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you were bringing up Rockstar games earlier. It's, it's interesting how with Rockstar, like the old GTAs, they had cheat codes in them, but they were yeah. like kind of, they're pretty basic, right? Like money or like big head. Like that kind of thing. Or like, I'm gonna summon a fucking helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like the way that codes worked in Skyrim and like Oblivion is something it's like unlike anything else in a game. Because you you almost feel like you're coding the game, you know? Yeah, I mean, the console commands, yeah. Yeah, right. It, it feels like you're actually like hacking into it almost. I mean it's I mean you can yeah. set your level like yeah. Immediately give me level 100. Yeah. At the start. But you can you can even get granular and be like I want to stay, you know, I'm going to be at level 1, but I just want like my unarmed punch to do 99.99 damage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can do that. You know, you don't have to be level 50 for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, that does feel really different. And I think it's it's fun playing around with. Like when you discover that that's a whole era of your Skyrim playthrough for a little while where you like get really into it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like with mods, that's that's probably where Bethesda games shine the brightest to me. That's yeah. that's where, yeah, it's like it opens up this whole new field for you to explore, and it on can that, be on that endless. vein. Yeah, on that vein, the uh, battle royale mode of Fallout seventy six was better than the base game. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, sure, it was yeah. just slapped on. It was just slapped on top of Fallout seventy six. Way more fun. Dropping I, a nuke on the other people in the maps and just watching the kill feed. Mm, mm. I, I don't think there's been another feeling that satisfying in gaming. Just knowing you nuked a bunch in, of dudes and they're in, all screaming. In all of gaming, yes, that was <laughs> hilarious. For, like for, to just for, go it's, from it's nuking a whole bunch of people. And then save scum murdering children. <laughs> yes. And then Elex somewhere. Uh, yeah. Elex is right around in there. It's, it's probably in the, Elex is probably in the middle. And Let's then that honest. whatever fucking bullshit game that he liked that came out that he's the only one that reviewed it well lately. Atlas Fallen or whatever it's called. Atlas Fallen. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, but modding, a, a fun part of modding as well isn't just in the making stuff broken. It's that it when you rip shit from other ip and put it into your game because i definitely (laughs) know that my fallout 3 playthrough ended with me in million year armor from halo wielding the buster sword um level of stupid and then even with we've just had armored core 6 release this week and i have seen so many people on twitter sharing color palettes and color patterns for the Evas, the Gundams, um, I saw a Power Rangers Megazord. It's just like people oh, yeah. love seeing stuff that they love in a game that they are enjoying. Mm-hmm. And the the freedom of of the modding really lets you do that to a to a kind of ridiculous extent. Mm-hmm. Right before we started recording, I saw a VTuber tweet that they changed like their whole setup to look like they were in that in a cockpit. Or while uh, they were streaming Armored Core. And I was like, that's pretty clever. That's cool. I like that. I dig that. Yeah. I saw um, the 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 dude from GTA 3. CJ? Is that his name? Mm, yeah. 
people have modded him into armored core six yeah like he's, he's like a, <laughs> yeah it's like his arms look fucking cursed in it but it's great that's awesome yeah but leave it to the gaming community to always find some weird shit to change a game it's it's great mm-hmm. it's phenomenal yeah in a way these mods are kind of like fortnite skins but free basically yeah is what we're getting at yeah horse armor but free <laughs> horse armor. oh my god <laughs> I hate the Fortnite skins for free. Like, well, you know what Fortnite is now, right? I do, but it's so fucked. So you that's got that the, reference that that's the thing that it's being compared to. That like, that's, oh, that's you know the reference point is you know Fortnite that invented skins, right? Yeah, that game. No other game had them before. No, that they're like those. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but free back in our day. Free, they're free. That's right. You, I, I remember sk- skinning my Steve on Minecraft. Back I think my day. still looks like uh. Sora from Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> 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 Which is pretty predictable for me, but that's uh, true. Back then, you had to like upload it to their website or something. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To have your skin on there. Yeah. So with everything we've been talking about here. Uh, I know, I know one of us probably cannot answer or, or speak to this, but we've been talking a lot about all these Bethesda games that have come out. And then there's of course the, the next big one coming out pretty soon here. Starfield. What? Starfield. I cannot say anything. When is that coming out? I am playing Starfield. That's it. That's yeah, it. He told me secretly that it sucks. So whoa, no, 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 we can't even joke about it. We can't even joke about it. We can't even make that joke. Everything Otten said, bullshit. Yeah, but we got like the last minute or like the last fifty minutes. You guys can talk about it. I'm not gonna say anything because I don't want to fuck up. So fair, but with Starfield coming out soon, right? It's. You know, it, some people are calling it Skyrim in space. It's also like the game Todd Howard's been thinking of for like 20 years. You know, it's it's famously the game where if they didn't get the Fallout IP, they probably would have made a space game instead of Fallout 3. And I, I couldn't even imagine a space game in what, 2008? Was that Fallout 3, right? Around then? Or... I mean, that's Mass Effect time, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, other, yeah, than, uh, other than Phil Spencer talking about how much he plays Vampire Survivors with his wife, um which wholesome as fuck first of all um him pete hines and a couple others have been doing a ton of interviews lately just talking about like what players are going to expect from uh starfield and that promise is impressive Mm, yeah for them to to like just be like here's what you're gonna do and throw out numbers uh in terms of you know 130 hours to complete just the Starfield. base thing. And then he's like, and then there's more. <laughs> yeah, he has no vested interest in making sure people buy the game. Yes. I mean, he's that's just, fair. I won't, I won't trust him. He's, it's not as though Xbox is counting on Starfield to be a super success. Uh, I, I mean, it's gotta be for Xbox, right? They, they kind of yeah. need this. Knowing yeah, they Xbox's they need, they need track record. I'm waiting for a day one update to like brick people's consoles. Like (laughs) Xbox has such a history of getting to the finish line, tripping over and impaling themselves. Bring back the Um, red ring. You say (laughs) Oof, red ring of death returns. Yeah. But I remember when that, what was it? The, the summer game fest where there was a 40 minute, long presentation yes. just about starfield right um i remember Otten, you and i were talking about it because we were we were reacting to it right and and then we just t- chatted about it in la it was like surprisingly like very different from what we were expecting and what we've seen so far of starfield and to me it was all almost unrecognizable as a bethesda game in a way kind of I don't know that it, it it feels definitely like an evolution of Fallout more than anything else for them. Mm. Um, like if you th- I think about something like Outer Worlds, it felt like that but bigger. And Outer Worlds is basically a space follow game already, yeah. in a way. Yeah. 
but the biggest thing to me in that 40 minute thing was the the change in the combat and the gunplay which supposedly you know id came in and assisted them with so i remember when they first showed off starfield i was like oh my god this does not look good at all this looks bad like they kept showing combat i'm like quick cut into that because that's the worst yeah, part. initial <laughs> so yeah. bad and apparently it who came in it you know they do all the doom game stuff they have they they know how to make a shooty mcshooty game yeah um and help they them only make made like better. the shooty mcshooty game yeah you know they they kind of know what they're doing in that department hmm. um and that stuff looked way better uh definitely way more in, interested i will say that this is i have not i did not put touch fallout 4 because i knew i was gonna like it um this is definitely made me more interest in a bethesda game than ever before hmm. i'm still very skeptical because um I, I uh bethesda writing has never been the strongest it's been pretty by the numbers even going back to skyrim it's like oh here's your generic fantasy world but there's dragons everywhere that's our hook uh, okay <laughs> but the dragons kind of suck and then the main dra- bad dragon guy has like the lamest fucking story and then it's over and you're like, oh. oh yeah kind of sucks the main story blows in that game um so i'm a little exact precisely it's Mm -hmm. so bad it's pretty pretty forgettable yeah uh and so i'm i'm hoping this has more to it i really like the the seems like it has cool lore and world building and that kind of stuff going on um but and i know it feels unfair like uh, i think we mentioned it in one of the pods it feels unfair like coming off of playing so much Baldur's gate 3 like that's what's going to be in my mind now for <laughs> character work and stuff like that and like this is like one of the best in gaming ever mm-hmm. and now that's what i it's going to be in my head when i play starfield like this isn't Baldur's gate at all this is what you got to do what you got to do take a couple days off from Baldur's gate play immortals of a van and then play starfield no that's just not wait fair. until they've modded the Baldur's Gate characters into Starfield. Yeah, and then that's true. Oh, I need, I need Karlak in my party in Starfield. That's genius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she's with me always. And I guess to be fair, you know, it's not just Starfield where you'll be like, wait, this isn't Baldur's Gate 3. Right? Like every game until next yeah. year, you're going to be like, hold on, this isn't Baldur's Gate 3. No, but like if the only reason I think this is a relatively fair comparison is AAA open world game where they said there's a bunch of characters. Like, didn't they say recently, like, oh, you'll have 20 characters or so that you could like have in your part? Like, essentially, you can recruit with you yeah, or something like, like that. It's like 20 or something like that. Yeah, your ship. Um, and if like part of me is like, that's a lot, but it's like, I almost wish it would have been like half that or maybe less than half that. And you really pumped up the story, like who those characters are. Mm-hmm. Um, because twenty feels like a lot. Yeah. Uh, to where it's like, I mean, we might just get a more surface level stuff. Like, oh, we have variety, but once you learn their kind of like origin, you're that's you've learned them. That's him. I'm the, but, the, the cowboy guy, or I'm the whatever. Uh, yeah. Face <laughs> you know cowboy. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Otten just turned into a Rick and Morty character <laughs> for thirty seconds. <laughs> I'm, I'm cowboy, cowboy with guns for legs. Uh, that's yeah. my, that's my name. That's what I do. Uh, they didn't hire me to replace him. To replace him. Unfortunate. Oh, no. I, I interviewed uh-huh. too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I feel you. I, I'm worried that like, even though Starfield looks very good, I, I think the whole it's like we said earlier the the huge but shallow, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm worried of that kind of. I mean, that was all of our immediate reactions whenever he said that. There's a thousand planets. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, well, that one made me that. sleepy. I hate that so yeah. much. Yeah, there there was. I mean, it, I think that it was with Skyrim. That like you know everyone was always comparing map sizes of games. It's like oh in GTA mm-hmm. it'll take you this many minutes to cross the map. In Skyrim it'll be this many minutes. Yada yada. It's like I don't care. I don't yeah. want a whole bunch of just dead space, meaningless, of yeah. quiet walking. And that's something that I really loved about uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, to bring that up again, yeah. it's like it's not the most massive map. It actually kind of feels small by the time you've like got a whole bunch of ways to get around quickly i disagree that's fucking massive <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, <no>. but the <laughs> fact that the fact that that entire game was like i'm just gonna move from here to here and i got sidetracked by 12 things along yes. the way 
that is definitely that game like in world i want (laughs) yeah what the fuck's that over there i don't know what was i doing before can't remember (laughs) i mean and then i think the in the past five years or so the rise of popularity of like the like a dragon games right where those those are open world but those are so small Mm, like in terms of very dense yeah yeah and like you're just so condensed right um so i think there's a you know a faction of people out there who are really into that kind of more like intentional smaller but still open world mm-hmm. right um and starfield is is the literal opposite of, of uh, that like well i mean if we're coming off of like you're saying one of the big strengths of a bethesda game is them letting you just do whatever you want and they give you more places to do that and then modding we know is going to be a thing where people can mod their own planets and whatever i feel like that's what the really hardcore people that are into this games want out of it Just most likely freedom of choice mm-hmm. yeah even if that freedom of choice doesn't feel as impactful that's kind of like what we were saying like i could go kill whoever named guy in skyrim uh, maybe other than fucking up a question or two like nobody's acknowledging that i just fucking domed that dude yeah. in the middle of the street <laughs> or whatever yeah. like that yeah. kind of thing um so i don't know uh, it's definitely the most most i've been intrigued by a bethesda made thing yeah same and i and i also think the game pass thing helps a lot with, sure yeah getting a lot of people to try i mean i'm sure they don't like it's this is probably the one game xbox doesn't need on game pass to move <laughs> units you know what i mean uh oh, yeah. actually they can exclude they've, it they've just the the one dollar for 15 days of game pass trial has just disappeared off the xbox website (laughs) in the past like 24 hours or so and there's been like once or twice in the past where they've just like stopped offering it for a little bit (laughs) and i'm sure that i'm sure that this is just they need to nail this this needs to be something big and they stand to make a good chunk from so we were talking about this pre-pod but it's on games pass but you don't get early access unless you upgrade yeah. So they still mm-hmm. at least stand. I guarantee you, they're fifty percent of all that. I mean, and, and are going to upgrade. PS Five is still the uh, biggest. It's a ton of consoles out there. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I, and I, I wonder. Like, for it. this will be the first big Xbox launch where someone who might have a PS Five or has no console might be like, hmm. With my Samsung TV, I might play this. Yeah. Um, and you gotta, you know, they're they're thinking in so much 4D chess of like, you know, where are you gonna play it? Where can't you play it? On the um, PSP. <laughs> unless you buy it on your PS5. <laughs> yeah. PSP yeah. two. Finally, we've got it. <laughs> yeah. God, how how bro? I that? hope. Give me, a, oh, give me a beefy PSP that can play like. When they just games. announced the PSP too. Yeah, the PSP yeah. just was announced. <laughs> the, the thing, yeah, the thing yeah. with the fuck, they just like cut, they, does. they cut a yeah. dual sense in half and put a phone and in between them and just kind of super glued it all together. Yeah. PlayStation Portal. So just an X bone, like the or backbone, yeah. with X Cloud, basically but not X Cloud. Well, no, but it, it only lets you locally stream from your PS5 to the device. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be as shitty oh. as the original, like PS TV link over Ethernet. Well, they have a new thing, I forgot what they called it something linked. Some proprietary. Well, the, they've got they've got an audio link thing that you oh, can that's buy right. their $150 or $200 headphones, but then yes. you need to get the adapter to to use it with the yeah. device. So they're doing they're doing game streaming the way that Nintendo does online gaming. No, they're doing game streaming like the way that Nintendo did the Wii U. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of pitching the Wii U tablet and it's yeah, like, hmm. it's a two hundred dollar Wii U tablet. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. my god. God, yeah, that thing is so silly. I, I just had to bring it. I think it's so dumb. It's no, so- it's fair. I saw that the other day and I was like, I'm gonna keep scrolling. Yeah. But I don't know. I've heard I've seen a bunch of people that plan on buying it still on Steam. Yeah. Like for as popular as Game gonna... Pass is, there's a lot of people that uh, don't use it, don't have it yeah. still. Yeah. And I'm also thinking if, if you're if you're buying it on PC and you're like into modding, 
I, I don't know Steam the Steam would be the one you'd want to go to, I would figure. Same, because I think wherever Game Pass would install it, it might um, be weird. Although, I mean, isn't a lot of it done through, um, what's it, the Nexus, whatever the fuck? Yeah, Steam just it, has the workshop do... stuff that makes it a little easier to install yeah. some of the more official mods. Um, if you install stuff to... There, there are certain games that where modding is important. There are certain games on the Xbox app on PC that when you install it, there's like another checkbox that you can click for like allow mods. Oh. And that will then give you access to that directory. Mm. Um, but it's like a, you've got to acknowledge that like if the game starts fucking up, that that you're the one that has given yourself access to this space kind of thing. Yeah, it's your it's fault if it doesn't run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I wonder. Uh, I haven't installed Starfield yet, so I wonder if they have a, a similar thing on Game Pass. Like if you install it on PC, the mods thing. I don't know. I need I'm probably am gonna start installing it after this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Because you can preload it right now. If you're listening and you you have Game Pass, you can preload it. I think on your well, Xbox or PC. If if you are purchasing the game physically you can still preload it to your Xbox. So that means when the disc shows up day one, you just put it in and play and your disc cool. acts as a license. Huh. Um, I mean, the, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty, what discs are nowadays, I guess. Pretty, huh? Well, it just, it, it's, it happened a, like, it's probably like just two a years physical ago security key. that that Xbox started allowing this, that I can, any game I own or don't own or don't ever care to own, you can download it to your Xbox, totally fine. It just won't run. Hmm, um, and, you know, it, it means for those people who purchase stuff physical that they don't have to do that whole like, oh, I'm going to have to get it and then the servers are going to be cr like trash for the update and this and that. You can preload a physical game and then you just wait for your disc to show up whenever your disc shows up that's actually kind of good i mean when you because then you look at the ps5 and it has to like install and then it has like a copy step that always takes a really long time for some reason <laughs> yeah that kind of sucks yeah yeah but i think overall th those are our thoughts on bethesda games they're good and bad depending who you ask so kind of like final fantasy 16 uh I, f I feel like final fantasy 16 the the highs and lows are higher and lower yeah i agree me. i was saying that and our <laughs> takeaway in that pod was why are you so good yet so bad yes but that's the, uh, i feel like we don't the, ever it, get to the so good part on bethesda games yeah i mean well bethesda i feel like is is middling and then it has some really good parts and then it's mostly middling name the good parts of skyrim fusro dying people off of mountains okay. when you yeah. can hold down the button on your 360 controller and then say fusro da and your character does it <laughs> yeah it's really a game changer okay uh, modding i think is a high like just in general all modding is a, is a high point discovering that it's just Some a great the, game to get high and explore we we kind of we talk, talk mm -hmm. deeply into into skyrim not as much fallout 3 some of those fallout 3 dlcs were also incredible the the alien ship and the the one yeah. where you go back in time um and you have like a very linear focused story of like you know a ye olde war um those ones both slapped yeah yeah i'll like, agree with yeah and four i think at far harbor i remember people like that dlc a bit mm. and uh, nuka world Oh yeah, fucking Nuka World. <laughs> yeah, but I think that that's a, this is a good place to wrap because next week we're gonna have a whole Starfield discussion uh, that that Otten and I won't be here for because we will be uh, busy in Seattle at PAX. But uh, we have Rut who has been playing the game. That's as much as we can say, right? Mm -hmm. we're, we're allowed to say that. Um, have the game. That's yes. And then stretch. He plays everything on Game Pass anyway, so of course, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to be getting it. Um, mm -hmm. I tried to, I tried to get a get a copy from my man Tyrone, but he stopped. He stopped responding to my email. Oh my <laughs> well played. Kidding, of course. Well played. Well played. Oh man. 
Uh, yeah, if you don't know, some dude streamed spot. it. Uh, yeah, streamed he's not minutes of it and then either. showed his face. And now he has, has been hit with what felony? Well, because he was, he was trying he to was, sell copies. Yeah, no, he's oh. not trying. He was. He had sold copies for three times their their value. And now other idiots on Reddit are posting their photos of copies that they purchased from Tyrone, thanking him. And it's like, motherfucker, this is a criminal <laughs> investigation. If you got the copy, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> he got hit with like felony, a felony for selling it, and then weed possession. And there was like one other charge that I don't remember what it was. Theft, because it was found out that he had been stealing a whole bunch of other shit from his work and was just putting it all up on his public, uh, his public like sales page. <laughs> it was wild, oh, absolutely oh, wild. I mean, I, Starfield's probably one of the ones to do it with, though, right? Like, it's a huge demand for that right. game, so. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Is it, is it, they're going to find you. Well, it's, it's like we say at my work, it's we don't catch the smart ones. <laughs> so. Fair. Very fair. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, but that's a wrap on this week's episode of the podcast. We hope you enjoyed. And if you did, please feel free to leave, uh, leave us a like leave us a review whatever platform you're listening on and comments would always be helpful let us know hey. what is your favorite bethesda game studios game or if you are excited for starfield let us know if you're going to be playing it on game pass or if you're buying it on steam I, i'm actually curious to know or if you're on ps5 as well right no it's not on ps5 right no. yeah yeah it's not hold on it, it my brain was just like absolutely not on ps5 it's super not yeah so if you're on ps5 don't worry you can enjoy Baldur's gate 3 <laughs> <laughs> that's true yes so, so you're, you're I'd fine i'd rather be playing bowlers gate 3 than starfield next week <laughs> hey same but um, you better play it because you're gonna need to talk about it you can't just play 70 well, minutes not, not scrappy <laughs> yeah well, no i'll get we'll, into it yeah we'll be busy with other things um but yeah we, we hope you enjoyed uh, if you want more content from us, uh, we always publish news reviews, features, etc. cetera, uh, techraptor.net. We will have a lot of Starfield coverage coming out in the next, you know, when it, when it comes out, you'll see it. It's on the site. It'll be great. Um, but if you want more of this show, we will be back in your feed next Monday. And we will see you then.